Today, we are answering the question, how do I get my email open, read, and clicked on? Wouldn't we all love to have a clear answer to this question? And today's format is a little different. I hope you enjoy it. I put a message out to a group of business owners and I asked them, what is working right now for you when it comes to email marketing? Then I chose four of my favorite tips to share with you in this episode, along with my own experiences and my own tips, which in one case happens to be the polar opposite of another tip you'll hear. So stay tuned to hear from all of these business experts and to find out why something that's working for a colleague is not working for my audience and vice versa. Hi, welcome to Marketer for Hire. I'm your host, Sunny Logsdon, and I understand that not all business owners have a marketing background. That's why I'm here, to provide tips and advice on how to build the right team to unlock your business's full potential without wasting precious time and money. Each week, we'll break down complex marketing concepts into easy to understand pieces so that you can delegate confidently. Whether you're a business owner with a marketer on your team or you're just beginning the journey of hiring a marketer, I'm passionate about helping you maximize success. So if you're looking for ways to get the most out of your marketing budget, reduce frustration from lack of results, and provide clear strategic marketing direction to your team, this show is for you. Social media and video marketing might be all the buzz, but email is still far and away your most effective marketing tool. Here's why. According to HubSpot, on average, email drives an ROI of $36 for every dollar spent, which is way higher than any other channel. It's also an owned marketing channel. And what this means is that when you build an email list, you own that contact information. Even if MailChimp or Constant Contact or whatever you use goes away tomorrow, you'll still have your list. And that means that you can simply move it over to another platform and you can continue to reach your people, which as I'm saying this, it reminds me, when is the last time that you downloaded your email list to a safe place in case that does happen? I know I need to do that. It's been a while. Another benefit of email is that you have a lot more control over whether or not your people actually see your content. There isn't an algorithm deciding not to show your message like there is on social media. Of course, this isn't completely foolproof. First, you need your email to land in the inbox, not the junk or the promotions folder, and you need the recipient to open, read, and take action on that email. Before I get too deep into the episode, I want to mention that I have a great resource. It is called The Essential Email Checklist. It's on my website at sunny-logsdon.com under the free resources tab. It includes insights on getting your emails delivered and read, and it has links to 10 free tools that I absolutely love that will help you analyze your email in different ways to make sure that it is not only going to be delivered to the intended recipients, but that it's written in a way that they will want to open it and click. Okay, so let's get really specific and talk about what you need to do to increase your open rate. Well, 
As I alluded to, the first thing you need to do is to make sure that you are not getting caught up in the spam filter. I'm not going to go into the technical aspects of this because honestly, there's a lot of tools out there that will automatically scan your content and let you know how likely it is to get caught in the spam filter. Just Google free email spam filter and you'll see a lot of different tools like MailReach and Kickbox and You can also find some in that checklist that I mentioned. So I will leave it to the automatic tools to do that. And we are going to get into content because this is where it really matters and where honestly you have a little bit less control unless you know what you're doing. So once you've landed in the inbox, obviously you want them to open the email. This is the job of your subject line and your preview text. Preview text is that sentence that appears in your inbox below the subject line that you can read before you even open your email. You want your subject line to be friendly and interesting, and you want it to sound like it's coming from a person and not from a business. So with most audiences, you're going to want to use really casual language and feel very approachable rather than sounding super businessy. That along with a preview text should create curiosity and intrigue so that they want to know, okay, tell me more. What else is in here? Belinda Rosenblum of Own Your Money uses a subject line strategy that she calls pattern interrupts. In terms of getting your emails opened, here's a couple of tricks for you today. The first one is that when you send that initial email, usually as an autoresponder, you want to take that initial opportunity to make sure that you get into their inbox moving forward instead of that dang promotions box. So in that first auto email, give them something to respond to, like either hit reply and let me know that you got this or hit reply with this certain word or even a question like, tell me what your biggest challenge is around X, which is the topic of the lead match. The other quick point I want to share with you today is about mixing up your subject line. So sometimes they're emotional, like my fingers were trembling as I hit send or my heart was beating out of my chest or something that feels like, oh, wow, I wonder what Belinda was going through, right? Or one I did recently was like, why my fingers turned into hot dogs, something like that. Um, Sometimes they're practical. So we just did one recently, like the six biggest mistakes entrepreneurs make with money, something like that. Or sometimes they're totally casual, like, hey, and then the name, right? What we're doing, so you understand the strategy behind it, is that we're using pattern interrupts to get their attention and get it opened. I love the term pattern interrupts. You don't want your subject line to always sound the same. Change it up, see what works, and stay creative. The other tip here within her tip is to use that casual language that I was talking about. Like that, hey, Sunny, guess what? Or, oops, didn't mean to send that. Because at the end of the day, you are a person. Somebody on the other end of this email is a person. Businesses do not send emails people do. The other thing I want you to look at is how do your subject line and preview text work together? Use your subject line to get attention and then use the preview text to give a little snippet that further piques the curiosity of your reader and really makes them want to open it. If you take nothing else from this episode, I want you to hear this. Be really intentional with your preview text This is such a huge missed opportunity when it comes to email marketing. Just take a look at your inbox 
and you'll see it. People do not use their preview text. It is either mumble jumble that clearly is not supposed to be there, or they just let it auto-populate. And it might just be the first few words of the email, like, hey, Sunny, I know you like to travel, but, and they leave me hanging, but not in a good way. It's not interesting. It's not something I'm going to open. But if they paid attention to it, maybe the preview line would sound like, if I could travel to three places, these would be on my list. Okay, I want to open that. I'm intrigued. So let's move on. Let's assume that your email is opened and move on to the body. Generally speaking, there are two approaches to content that are really popular right now. One is the storytelling method. This method is used a lot by businesses where there's an owner who is the face of the business. It usually follows the format of starting with a personal story, a personal antidote, and then there's what we call a bridge that segues into the business message. Somebody who is really amazing at doing this, I think maybe she even created this type of email, is Laura Belgray, and you can find her at talkingshrimp.com. If you sign up for her email list, you'll see exactly what I mean by this type of email. And she has a lot of great resources too, not to mention a book that has just come out and is definitely worth reading. So these storytelling emails, they tend to be a little longer. Jill Whitner is a copywriter and content strategist, and this is the method that's working for her right now. So what I'm finding is working for me is kind of stepping into that freedom to write in a way that incorporates story and even some of my personal experiences where that's not the bulk of the email, but I'm just, I'm sharing little things now and then about myself and sharing stories so long as they tie back in to the point and purpose of the email that I'm sending to my readers, to my community. Um, And I'm hearing from people who are saying, Oh my God, Jill, I've known you for a while now. I didn't know this about you. I had no idea. Why aren't you sharing this? And it's just really great to hear because I'm seeing that it really does help build that know, like, and trust factor when people get a feel for the person, the human being behind the words. So kind of being more open with that, you know, where before I felt like everything had to be contained in this one box of, you know, it had to directly be about copywriting, content strategy, and I couldn't go outside of that. And by finally going outside of that and pulling in more of the humanity and the human connection and tying it back to what I'm sharing with people, it's been a good thing. Personally, I think copy is at its strongest when it combines strategy and that human connection. That's what bonds people. That's what builds trust. That's how you build relationships. So by being more playful, putting my personality in and not being so rigid about what I can and can't write about it's serving me well. And it's also so much more fun. I know a lot of people like Jill who have an audience that really loves this type of email. As she said, it builds that no like trust factor, which we talk about so much in marketing because it gives people kind of that secret peek into your world. And it really helps them to see that there's a person behind this. And that helps you to build relationships with the people on your list. But that doesn't hold true for everybody. In fact, it's not holding true for me right now. I've been experimenting with this and my click-through rate, which 
Click-through rate, of course, is people taking action within the email and clicking on that link or downloading that thing, whatever it is that you're asking them to do. My click-through rate is actually lower when I start with a story instead of getting right to the point. Maybe my stories are not that interesting. I don't know. Or maybe, and I think this is what it is, I'm going to hope this is what it is, is that my audience just doesn't have time for the story. You guys, my audience, you are typically busy business owners or busy marketers. And it seems to me that you just want to know, okay, what's in it for me? Don't tell me what happened last week with your kids. Just get to the point and tell me what you have for me. So as with all marketing, it's really important to test all of these ideas to really understand what is working with your audience because every audience is different. There is no one size fits all formula. These are just ideas. These are things that you can try out to see if it works for you. And that brings me to our next tip, which is from Celie Arias, who creates custom business strategies for her clients. The way I do email my people is I'm very like, hey, I'm not going to do the formulaic thing. (laughs) I am not going to just email you every week just because I'm not going to be up in your inbox when it's not of high value. When I am offering something, I will be up in your inbox and I will let you know. And other than that, I will email you my newsletter when I actually have something really good to say. And if I don't have anything really good to say, don't worry, I won't be up in your face. I love that Celie only emails when she has something important to say. I always say, do not create content for content's sake. Only create content when you have something valuable to share with your audience. And this is what she's doing. Furthermore, her emails are being opened and read when she does send them because her list knows that she's only sending emails when she has something valuable to share. She told me on the side that last time she sent an email, people took the call to action and that she actually got a lot of individual responses, people thanking her for sharing the information. When was the last time that people on your list responded and said, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that. I can't wait to do the thing you suggested. That is absolute email success. So tell that to the person who says, you need to email every Tuesday at 10. Not necessarily. And I have to agree that in this case, I do agree with Celie's unconventional tip. This is what I do. I only email my list when I have something important to share. And my unsubscribe rate is well below the average of 0.05%. Of course, again, I'm going to give you the other side of the coin. And Emily Reagan of Emily Reagan PR and Marketing said that what's working for her is sending out a Sunday night tips email. She sends this weekly and in these emails, she's repurposing content that's going out on her TikTok and Instagram channels throughout the week. Again, this is just more proof that you have to test for yourself. If you ramp up your email frequency, look at what happens to your unsubscribe rate and your click-through rate. Does your unsubscribe rate soar? Does your click-through rate go down? What happens if you slow down your emails? If you're sending out fewer of them, do you see your unsubscribes increase when you do this or do you see them decrease? Now, I wanna caveat that by saying that we need to be clear that unsubscribes are not always bad. When people leave your list, it is actually a good thing because those people aren't interested in what you have to say 
And there's no reason to send emails to people that aren't interested. When people leave, it means that the right people are staying and you're speaking to the right group. But if you have a good relationship with your list, meaning that you email them regularly and you see a spike in your unsubscribes when you do something different, that is something you want to pay attention to because it probably means that something you're doing isn't resonating with the right people and we don't want those right people to leave. Okay, so quick recap. Here are five takeaways from this episode. One, when someone subscribes to your list, give them a reason to hit reply and respond to that first email. This tells their email client that they want to hear from you and it will increase your chances of landing in the inbox moving forward. Two, pay close attention to your subject line and your preview text. They should work together to create intrigue so that your email is opened. Three, change up your subject line using Belinda's pattern interruption method. Four, experiment with storytelling versus getting straight to the point. Or if you're a storyteller, experiment with getting straight to the point. Pay attention to what works with your audience. And five, don't be overly formulaic. Play with frequency and content and figure out what works for you. Be sure to join me next week for my conversation with email marketer, Marilyn Gill. We are breaking down the best email platforms to use depending on your business model. And we're talking about how to segment and tag your list so that the right messages are reaching the right people without it getting too complicated. For now, if you want to keep thinking about email, don't forget to go head to my website and download my email essentials checklist from the free resources tab. Thanks for tuning in to the Marketer for Hire podcast. I hope you've gained valuable insights to help you delegate marketing so that you can confidently get out of the details. If you enjoyed the show, will you do me a favor? Will you hit the follow button and leave a review and a rating? And if you've heard something that you think will help another business owner, be sure to send them a link to the episode. I'd sure appreciate it. And most importantly, before you go, I just want to say that I know your time is so valuable as a business owner, and I truly appreciate you spending some of it with me today. Thank you, friends, and I'll see you next time.